0: Well, I guess there's only one thing left to say. Huh. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order?
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, comics, and movies, so much more. I lost, I lost my intro because I have... It's a really bad heartburn because coincidentally I had a good burger, but it's coming back at me. Uh, I am joined as always by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing
0: fantastic. I'm a little concerned that Ed's sauce got to are you okay? i working <laughs> yeah, on the, the formula. Sauce is the is
1: okay. the I think it's the chemically imbalanced good burger. <laughs> but how are we doing, Alex?
0: Doing fantastic. I remembered not to order my drink with, with uh, ice. So that there was no hands reaching in and scooping that clean. I made sure I got got the orange soda treatment. So I got the song with it. I'm feeling fantastic. I'm sorry to hear you have heartburn though.
1: (laughs) It'll be okay. I might just have to mute myself a few extra times tonight. But I am doing pretty awesome as well. Because not only did the Packers win on Thanksgiving. Not only did I get some good deals on Steam for my Steam Deck. But we are joined by... The man, the myth, the legend, the one of the godfathers of our podcast, Brendan from the podcast on Chef. Brendan, welcome back and welcome to a non-Futurama episode.
2: <laughs> I know it's a, quite a break for us, isn't it? And I want to remind <laughs> you that through all of these quips about like sodas and good burgers and heartburn, that we are living in the best of all possible worlds because it could have been Mondo. Could have been a Mondo burger.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The veneer of Mondo burger was was destroyed by Eden. And- we <laughs> dodged a bullet the hero uh, yeah. you know uh, every <laughs> generation Dexter.
2: is born a hero and
1: <laughs> 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 uh, and we are here to talk good burger too because why the hell not we got legacy equaled with good burger brendan and brendan and i had a really great conversation with his co-host matt back in what january 2022
2: I don't even uh, want to been... think about that as being more than a year <laughs> at this point.
1: It was this year. It was, what is time? That's
2: yeah, was like a month ago. Huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's a great episode, and uh, I will definitely link it in the episode description because that might be a more fun lesson than this one. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, but first no. and foremost, we do need to do a fun lesson with Canon Aaron over at Sugarcoat Murder, and we'll be right back.
0: Hey, Ann Hey,
1: Karen baby. We need a promo. You know, like where we talk about what we do on our podcast. On our sugar-coated murder podcast? Like how we love to bake and talk about murder? That's what we need to talk about. There you go. I think we've talked about it. Y'all find us
0: on all your favorite listening apps. Stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you.
2: Sorry, I remember we were all coming up with, like, promos and whatever. Did I just fuck <laughs> that up? We were all coming up with promos or whatever. They they nailed it, like, on the first go. Like, all of us had to do, like, two or three takes when we were agreeing to promote each other's shows on our own shows, and they just had, had it, like, right off, the, right off the get.
0: I love that promo because they warn you not to murder we'll talk about you, but they're so sweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're
2: sweet, but the they charm. will talk about you. They, they yeah, are sweet, but they will. It,
0: seems like, it almost makes me want to go, like, Oh, life in prison or they talk about me oh, I can't decide no, it's which life is worse life in prison and they
1: talk about you <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's no. a double negative, really like, Oh, okay, a- thank you Speaking of the Sugar Coated Murder podcast Because uh, I was listening to Justin Henson's 100th episode of the movie Wire Earlier today, actually I finally got around to listening to it And it was a very sweet episode Lots of great people commenting And I felt <laughs> bad that I didn't get to it And then Justin pulled out the dagger and Alex had submitted a a very lovely congratulations on what hitting 100 episodes. And then Justin just goes, Oh, of course, Josh wasn't there. (laughs) Oh man. That one was like, Alex could have invited me to the promo. I could have made a little bit of time maybe, but no, now Justin's Justin's on the shit list well
0: see i i was listening to the 99th episode where I mean, he seemed to solicit things and and i was like hey listen i don't know if you actually want something from me but here you go and then he puts it in there all the way at the end he has this wonderful little sting uh, little message about it and then yeah the stinger is just right in your back josh
1: <laughs> yeah and it's it it's really funny coming off of his turn on uh between two pods, because he he said some really wonderful things about both of us. And like, I've never heard anyone talk that nicely about me in terms of like my podcasting skill and my movie review skills or lack thereof. And I was like, Oh, Justin, you're so sweet. And then of course, then you Josh stab him in the, the back <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you come at him like
2: a villain <laughs> the duality of man the duality of man indeed man <laughs> I can't believe you would do that to Justin too like he's such a nice guy
0: I can't believe Justin would yeah. do that to me excuse <laughs> you <laughs>
2: i'm just gonna like fan these flames as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> like just two amazing in. yeah it's something about like two amazing people that i enjoy like i i, I kind of like the the uh the rivalry the healthy rivalry aspect it's something that, <laughs> that i kind of look for in a lot of my uh my various goings-ons
1: yeah i remember uh decaying with the boys and uh casting views had like a, a mini rivalry going where they would just talk shit to each other each week. It was
2: basically a, a mid, I, Dan was just, everybody had a rivalry with Dan
1: because
2: <laughs> like, he had just the best sense of humor about everything. <laughs>
1: it's true and he still does and uh yeah i was actually just on an episode which i yeah i think it was i was a week ahead of schedule um i don't know but again i, I was on an episode of casting views where we talked about favorite sports moments so uh definitely check that out as well but we are here to talk about good burger 2 we'll see what we get to with this I, I think we're gonna go full spoilers and one of the things i gotta say off the bat brendan is we were gonna have an Unchef'd reunited episode where you and Matt were here with me and Alex and we were going to talk good burger. (laughs) And I think Matt might've made the right choice in ditching us. Well, I mean, he didn't.
2: So it's kind of funny. Matt's got a lot (laughs) going on in his life right now. And uh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to like air any laundry on Matt's behalf. He started a new company. That's always, you know, a lot to take upon himself, like take upon yourself. And I told him that you wanted to do this good burger burger episode. And his immediate reaction was like, God damn it, Brendan! Like, <laughs> like his... <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man! It's gonna be fun." It was fun the first time. You're gonna enjoy it this time. And he, it was one of those moments where it's like, does he actually have enough space to like chow down on a second helping of good burger? Because that was that was kind of what this movie was. It was like a second helping in like the truest form. Like they they followed like all of the original structures, right? Like you you got that from watching the movie. Am I alone on that take? No, 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 it's
1: it's re it's a reheated meal that is definitely not as good as the first time. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, it was. I, I felt like in a lot of ways, you you could almost see the exact playbook, and then being like, "Wow, it worked so well the first time," which I think was just a complete misreading. Because like, there is this so much nostalgia with Good Burger for people from our generation. But like, I'm not sure that that's necessarily like. It's it's almost like you're getting back in touch with. Uh, how old you were at the time. and of course all of us have developed in our personalities. We're not the kids that we were when it came out the first time around. But the show didn't grow up with us at all. So no. it's it's kind of difficult to understand you know who this was for because it didn't meet us at our level where we are in our life nowadays. But it's not really a thing that like the current generation of kids have access to because like all that isn't a thing on show right now or on TV, it's not like a show that kids can watch and, like, kind of connect with. Yeah,
1: Paramount's whole library, as far as, like, Nickelodeon stuff, that's not, like, Avatar The Last Airbender is pretty much there only for nostalgia's sake. Like, Mm -hmm. it's there for our generation that grew up on Nickelodeon, and they're not doing anything with the properties now. They try to do it with Double Dare. Uh, The new Double Dare host or co-host was one of the uh, computer analysts that worked for Megacorp, um, I forget her name, but uh, other than that, like it, I have like three really big gripes with this movie. One of them is that it did not embrace the like bombastic nature of what made the first movie so much fun. And like it, it became a thing in the '90s of like almost animated live action nonsense. And they they kind of did that when Dexter Keenan first shows up in Los Angeles, and Kel uh Ed hits him with the car and he like flips into the car during that whole sequence like okay we're we're kind of on board with what we did because like one of the first things Matt mentioned in our episode way back when was what the opening sequence where Ed's rollerblading for delivery and a group of guys play basketball with a baby (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't it takes until someone slam dunks the baby they realize (laughs) they're playing with the baby those are the spoilers that you're. The
2: spoilers for everybody who's listening to this who hasn't seen Good Burger 2, the movie, yet. Uh, it never hits that that level of high. <laughs> like, it never there's, does. There's no basketball.
1: There's never a joke that even hits that level of funny. You
0: know, see, I, I think that explains a large part of it because one of my notes on it was so there they're stuck in a self-driving car and they realize they can turn the steering wheel and make it just go in a circle to stop crashing into things, right? And then like, oh my God, the battery's on full. And it cuts to them later and it's dark and it's still going and they've passed out. The obvious joke is the car should be about 15 feet down having dug itself into a <laughs> hole because it's, just, it's churning up all this dirt and stuff and yeah. they show it. Instead, it really looks like they just stopped the car, got out, got back in and he said okay shoot again cuz there's no depression there's no more nothing more fully more turned up and that is they didn't sell enough of the absurdity
2: I was kind of amazed they didn't have like a dizzy sequence afterwards. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean,
1: Cal Keenan was, was like, "I'm going to throw up," and then the the other joke is that Kel Ed is like, "Oh, cool, a spinny ride. Let's go on that." But I I did like that joke though. Um, I did like that they fell asleep while still holding the the wheel to the side. Yeah, I did get that. That one did get a chuckle out of me.
2: I feel like one of my fa- one of my favorite movie jokes it was this movie Out Cold with Zach. It was like when before Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. was big. Yes, and you know he mm-hmm. would like he had narcolepsy, so he'd pass out. And one of the jokes that they did, they would play pranks on him when he passed out. And one of them was they put him in a car on this ice, like because they're in the middle of this like ski resort and there's ice on the road, and they like get on either side and they start pushing the car in circles, like he's in the the you know the steering wheel, and like he had passed out, so like everybody starts yelling as soon as the car starts spinning and it's like a controlled spin with a bunch of friends and he doesn't know and He wakes up and he's like, Oh my God. And starts. yelling. I think that's a really great joke. I think that's the best it was ever done. But I saw flashbacks to that amazing joke in that scene. Uh, so I'm with you that I thought it was good. I thought that it, it was a, it was a good joke, but yeah, they could have leaned into the absurdity a little bit more like Alex was saying.
1: Yeah. And the, another complaint I have is that I don't think there is a scene in this movie where there is not a cameo or a product placement. Yep. Whenever Understood. there's not a cameo, there's a product placement. Whenever there's not a product placement, there's a cameo.
2: I was happy to see Danny Tamborelli.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I was like, holy shit, Danny Tamborelli! I haven't thought about him in a while. That's, I hope he's doing well. Yeah. See, the,
0: my first n- few notes that I was thinking it's this movie was he can still do the voice like that was good. Uh, it was kind of like uh, the Pee Wee Herman movie from a few years back. You could tell that he still the voice was gone a little bit from him. He he still can't hit those high notes, but Kel still can. Just nail that gravelly, rattly voice. I mm. thought you know it was a good little intro to it. It was very cute. And then to Josh's point. My exact note is motherfucking Pete Davidson. Why, why, dear <laughs> fucking god, why? Why is this asshole in everything?
1: <laughs> the first person we see that's not Ed is Pete Davidson. Yeah, and and that's another complaint I have about this is that it, a lot of the cameos really feel like Keenan just pulled some some cards or some favors from his SNL days. I, is he back on SNL? I don't he know. What.
2: He's, a, he's a I thought he was
1: retiring running. after like two seasons ago. No, no
2: he's still uh, on
0: they made it work out so he could do his Keenan show and SNL. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It did feel there, there. This was definitely, there were so many SNL cameos that it felt like it was kind of in an, in the SNL universe, a little bit like a, you know, Wayne's world or uh, what would be another big S like cone heads or whatever, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but none so. of them felt like they served any kind of purpose other than a cameo. Like, like t- what I was saying about how, if there's not, Product placement, there's a cameo. If there's not a cameo, it's a product placement. Like the entire movie felt like that bit from Wayne's world where they're like, I will bow down to no sponsor. And it's like, Pepsi, like it's like people only do things because they get <laughs> paid, and that's yellow. just sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: giving like, me a headache.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they they just did it completely straight, where it's just like, yeah, Doritos gave us some money to do the so we could we we're gonna have this scene where we plan our heist and the twins are gonna be eating Doritos. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. <laughs> Like I I just there's so much of this movie that and it, it's a it's a money grab, like Brendan said, from our generation. It it's just so, some nostalgia bait, but I was gonna say that's that's going back in.
2: There's there's like no you. It's hard to see who the audience is because it should be us yeah. because it's from our generation. But it didn't grow with us. It doesn't anticipate us. It's just kind of like ah, we know you're gonna come in for a holiday movie. This is a little bit better than a made for TV like Hallmark movie, but it's kind of like playing around in that same sort of like sentimentality where it's like we know that you're you might drag your kids to it you might not like there's going to be some revenue generated off of this a lot of it's you know came from the product placement and i I will say this as far as the cameo thing is concerned uh it doesn't really make for a better movie but it looked like that movie would have been a lot of fun to make from like yes. the perspective of like you know an actor who was on the the set like actually making the movie that did seem like something that would have been a blast that was something me and my wife were commenting at at the end of it we we're like i bet these people had a lot of fun making this movie they all knew it was kind of a shit show probably nobody gave as much of a cr- like nobody's going for the like an oscar performance with good burger too <laughs> no. you know expectations are really low you know they're just chomping on free doritos and having parties with their friends
1: yeah, if if I'm gonna compliment anything, I will compliment that the energy was there. I don't think anyone like didn't try, like they were doing what they came to do, and that was make a good burger movie. And everyone did seem like they were having fun. Um, and I, I, I do want to shout out um, Alex R. Hibbert as Ed too. He did a really good Ed impression. I think he there there's like thought the movie should have been based moments. on him. Yeah, and uh, I again, I, but I got to go right back to it. Why is Ed not married to Linda Cardellini? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, When Carmen Electra popped out, I was like, oh,
0: that's right. She was in the first movie. And I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. And then, you know, there's the kind of acknowledgement she's only hanging around because of the first movie. And now she's a babysitter. I thought that Linda Cardellini was going to walk out. And I was – instead, it's someone random. And I'm like, oh.
1: Mm. See, but I can see where they decided not to do that because – the the wife is only there to to punchline the joke that ed is apparently catholic and has 25 kids and and he's had 25 kids in the five years that he's not seen dexter
2: that that was a little bit of a ball drop i think like they they could have uh fleshed out his backstory again they could have grown the character a little bit or they could have focused on like young ed too like those are two completely viable directions and they could have saved enough time to like build just a little bit on this if they had cut off like five seconds of that fart at the end you know like (laughs) <laughs> if they just like shaved a little bit of the fart off, they could have done a little bit of character development for Ed and his fa- family. I don't know if it was like not being able to get the actor, but but yeah, like Ed's whole family situation was really just like, "Here's my family, all right," and then they go and like that. That's it. They're all named after like burger condiments, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's cute. I, I guess that's funny." Like I don't like they're all dressed like burger people. Like,
0: I kept laughing at that because I was like, "Oh, Ed too? Okay." And then it kept going and it's like tomato cheese. But when they said this is no mayo, I was like
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a good point. The, 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 this is no mayo is kind of like the absence, like the non object. <laughs> like you're naming your kids objects and then you would name one a non object, like the absence of an object. That is kind of funny. That I,
0: I give it to you. Oh, yeah. A good no, point I, out. Yeah. No, I thought that was funny. What it reminded me of if the Ed Two was um Bill and Ted face the music. Wherein, which I loved, I love that, movie. yeah, which I loved. And okay. they, they, the two, um, the two was it, I forget the, the children's names, but the two
2: little Bill and little Ted,
0: they, yeah, that's right. They did keep the names, they didn't change yeah. it. They <laughs> said Ted was Theodora or something like that, yeah, yeah. That they nailed the personalities and, yeah. and the mannerisms of the prospective actors. And it, I, and they mentioned that they probably wouldn't do another Bill and Ted movie. They, what they probably would do was a Bill and Ted movie. Mm-hmm. And I, would, and I think that would actually have been far more interesting if they would have had Ed 2 as yes. the main character.
2: Yes, exactly. It would have been awesome if there was like this meta Rashomon where like the adults are having some like secondary story in the background. But the whole thing was focused on Ed 2 trying to like actually work at Good Burger while like yeah. the adults are off on like some story that you're only getting like glimpses of like that there would have been a really cool way to do that and maybe that's just me maybe that's just in my my head i got weird tastes and weird thoughts that bounce no, around I, in my school I, I but that would there, have been awesome there, there's a world
1: yeah. where something like that works because like there's an episode of community where if you pay attention to the background abed's abed's having, abed's having like his own little adventure and by the end of it he's giving he's like helping someone deliver a baby uh-huh. yeah and they call that back in like a
2: later episode too i love that yeah it's, so so good like and you could you could play i mean again you get back to this whole thing about like nobody cared it wasn't an oscar performance like it was kind of a cash grab you like what better opportunity do you have to play around with like story structure you know you're going to get a certain amount of revenue you know you're going to have a little bit of fun with this like why why not like go kind of like all out with the creativity and do something like risky like that like, is there a reason you, you review a lot of movies a lot more than I do. I'm, I'm like burgers taste good for this reason, <laughs> but you guys like actually know movies. Like what would be the consequence of like good burger deciding, like, screw it. Let's go for this crazy, like high concept script, you know, like, would that, be I, I don't a think there's
1: any real risk to it other than people start talking about it. I I don't know what Paramount was doing with it. I don't, I don't know what, what the stipulations were towards the, the contract, but I, I, I don't disagree that there's a way you could make a good movie out of this instead of just doing the force awakens, but with good burger. And like <laughs> they even do the thing that Alex hates where Dexter who had his big character growth moment, like given he's a teenager. So like he's probably going to backslide a little bit as an adult, but you hope he learns from his lessons. Uh, but no, he's, he's just a con man. He somehow mm-hmm, he yep. has his own business and he got funding from a bunch of people to make a, a flame proof mark Max cuban coding. no less like yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> those are the kinds of the things that actually made me chuckle in the movie because the f- random they have the fire department there just for safety for show and he's, he's telling them, oh you're gonna be out of business and one of the firefighters randomly goes oh no more fires bummer <laughs> and that actually made me laugh and then there's later on there's a dj when the obvious you know evil lawyer draws them all in and tells them oh i'm shutting everything down and the and the dj goes well like you know i'm not having more fun in guys (laughs) yeah he just
2: gets kind of sad he's like i don't want to do this anymore
0: i'll
2: wear that like righteous hamburger and ketchup like whatever that outfit was that he was wearing was off the chain like that's exactly what i'd want like a dj who is djing a good burger party to look like
0: (laughs) yeah there were so many little touches in it that i actually found funny and laughed at like like I, I enjoyed that they mocked the celebrities who sang that um, Imagine song during the pandemic by having a cameo song of them, but they started out with Nicole Richie, and I was like, this is a weird pull, which leads uh-huh. me to think that, yeah, like you and Josh had said, Brendan, that this is just an SNL, who can Kenan pull kind of movie, because we also have Gronk
1: in there, I think, twice.
2: Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah the one he's, that, like, he's someone who like, just keeps cleaning his face. And... Yeah.
1: yeah. And I, it took me like three cuts to see that that was a Gronk. I'm like, is that Gronk? That's not Gronk. And then I, like, why the fuck is Gronk here? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're hedging their bets. Like like they
2: know this is going to be like a the second the reviews hit, like they know that you have to a certain degree when you're like, let's just dust off the old script, which is exactly what happened. Like you can follow it like like Big Evil Empire, blah blah blah. Like it has the exact same like plot development points. It was just a dusted off script. Uh, They knew that this was going to be, like, an initial cash grab. Like, why not get as many big names as they can? And it really does show, like, I think this is something that, if I had to guess, this is, like, Keenan kind of, like, going into production mode and trying to become somebody who can, like, actually show his ability to organize, like, a big event, you know? Because, like, I think that ultimately when we look at this, when we're trying to figure out, like, who is this movie for, uh, it's difficult like when you think of it only as a movie but when you think of it as an event you know when you think about Mm. like the car and the thanksgiving day parade like the macy's day parade when you think about like all the people that are being brought together you start seeing it as like almost this this form of like hollywood politicization where it's like you've got these people that can become uh, like touch points in Hollywood that can actually bring a huge crowd together and they're showing their ability to mobilize. And I think that this might be sort of like, well, what can you do like with this kind of event? Keenan, you know, maybe that's like what he's signaling. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something else from him in the future that was maybe moving a little bit more into like a Tyler Perry kind of, you know, establishment. That would be interesting to me. That's That's kind of what I got out of it. But again my, my my business is food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brennan you you I think you set off a light bulb here because I could totally see The Keenan show runs on NBC. They had mm-hmm. the whole they had a whole thing on NBC. Uh, my family mm-hmm. watches the the Macy's Day Parade, the NBC production because they have all the Broadway stuff and they have the the Rockheads doing the the whole gate opening in front of the Macy's store for Santa. So I I wonder if like you're saying this isn't just a big production to get keenan's name a little bit bigger and like try to have people look him up on other things because everyone knows he's on snl everyone knows keenan and kel and all that but do they know he has his own sitcom now okay. people are going to be talking about it like oh hey maybe he's got a sitcom maybe kel will show up and do a cameo yeah, there there's gonna i think there's a lot of stuff that could be behind that including nbc maybe co-financing this
2: and I, I think everybody's aware that, like, Adam Sandler and all of his movies are just like, hey, here's me and my friends in Hawaii. Here's me and my <laughs> friends in, like, this other place that we wanted to hang out in. And I think that that's, that's more what I'm saying. Because, like, people are not going to be like, wow, Good Burger 2 was so good. I got to find out who made this. I'm going to look up. Like, I don't think that that's, like, I don't think anybody was like, man, this is really going to make a name for Keenan Thompson. But I do think that it would get, like, you know, a lot of star power and a lot of people to be like, hey, I, you know, I didn't get the biggest check, but I cashed a check and I had a fucking blast doing it. You know, so it's like, you're sort of like building those inroads with like Hollywood uh, people. And, you know, now Keenan's the kind of person who's like, hey, we had a good time. You want me to come in? Like, I can produce this. I got a lot of friends. Like, we're going to do it my way, but like, I'm going to pull like a huge circle in with me, you know, and then we can start like sort of building this movie the way that I would like to build this movie and we've got like all of these things that I bring with me this is like my wife's father used to say that like the thing that made him a successful musician was like anybody could come in and play he could play he could play the he could play the bass better than you know a lot of his contemporaries but anybody could play what made him different was he walked in with the best equipment You know, and when you look at like the Mm. utilitarianism of being in Hollywood, I think that's like sort of what has made Keenan so successful on SNL. I think it's a reason that he got his own show. I don't think that he has like... Star power per se. He's always been a sidekick ever since he was like little and like heavyweights and mighty ducks. And you know, even to today, like, despite his obvious comedy genius, despite like his acting acumen and capabilities, I think that like one of the things that he demonstrates the best is this kind of like Hollywood utilitarianism where it's like he's coming to the gig with the best backing. Like, he's coming to the gig with like all of these resources that you're just not going to get from another comedian. And that's like, on top of his the talent that he alone possesses so you know i I think that that's kind of an interesting way to look at this this project and again if you just look at it as a movie it's kind of crappy but when you look at it as an event it's like okay well i can kind of see how this would solidify the ties between a lot of these cameos these people that were you know invited to come in and again probably cashed a decent enough check maybe not the best check of their lives but a decent check and had a blast doing it you know
1: yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense too. Because Keenan, he he's the straight man of the comedy duo. He's the guy mm-hmm. that can really punctuate a joke, and like it, it it takes a certain level of talent to be able to do that. But it also takes a certain level of talent to be the funny man too. Mm-hmm. But that's what he and Kel do so well together. Is that Kel is the the bombastic, over the top comedy guy, and keenan plays it straight and he's just like that's not what real people do what the hell is going on here and he does it in a way that is relatable but also different and yeah. it stands out so it it makes a lot of sense with what you're saying that keenan especially like maybe he doesn't have a leading leading man potential as, even with his own sitcom but if he he surrounds himself with the right people including production and co-hosts and script writers it could be a success for him. It, I, as far as I know, the Keenan Show is going into its third season, mm-hmm. so I mean, who who knows where that's all going to lead to? But and it's
2: a known thing on SNL. Like they say, if yeah. they don't know how to finish a scene, they just put Keenan in it and shut the hell up and get out of his way.
1: Like that's <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, the, this very well could just be. You, you might have cracked the case wide open here, uh, figuring out who is this for. It's for Keenan to showcase his ability to put shit together and be able to hold stuff together yeah to throw a party yeah and on the, on the merits as you said as on the merits of being a movie good burger 2 is absolutely nothing special there's there's nothing in this that is probably going to stick in my brain beyond tonight like mm-hmm. i i will remember to the day i die Abe Vigoda walking running into good burger after escaping the insane asylum going i need a hot jacuzzi <laughs> but i could if if you asked me tomorrow morning what was your favorite part of good burger too i'd be like did i watch that yet
2: <laughs> yeah it's true uh, you know there's a lot of good like dunkable opportunities on it though like after we were done and and i like a movie that i can get some solid dunks in on um yeah i thought it was hilarious that you know they are well Keenan specifically is brought to this guy's this lawyer's house for like whatever the corporation's called i don't think they even hide it they're just like big evil corporation
1: whatever yeah megacorp uh, he, or something like that megacorp
2: yeah. or something yeah um like you said I'll, I'll forget it tomorrow this is purely for this podcast but um he goes to this dude's house and is obviously like this amazing house he's like million if not billionaire with this house that he's got and uh the whole plan is to Buy a restaurant, like a single burger joint,
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and then shut it down so that they can start a completely different concept, like an all AI concept burger restaurant um, in other parts of the world. And then when that doesn't happen, they go broke. So like, I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, well, what was their business beforehand that they were like, (laughs) this one burger restaurant, if this doesn't work, we're ruined, you know, as somebody who's run restaurants, I'm like, that's, they say in the restaurant industry, the best way to make a, a, a million dollars in the restaurant is to start out with a billion. So like the idea of like this already like empirically successful company, we're like, not even the number one, but the number two has like a billion dollar home fails to, like on their opening night of a burger restaurant, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, they're fuck like their business is screwed, and they all go to hell. I-, I don't know. It was just so easy to dunk on that, and dunk in a nice way because like that's that's one of the things I think that Good Burger does offer is like this really clean line of like the bad guys lose, which yeah. you know ultimately there's like kind of a kind of a okay, well this is kind of fun, but like it's it's also sort of stupid because <laughs> that's not how anything works ever really
0: it doesn't seem to know if it wants to be a straight parody or just kind of like a casual comedy, because one of the things they do is immediately sign a contract. It goes into effect. And then he says, you can't do that. Well, you signed the contract. You didn't bother to read, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which does make me, which, which is funny in and of itself, but then you immediately pivot to let's kill them by putting them in our automated cars and have our automated cars with our branding and logo. Thank you. Start running over everybody and anything and side swiping things. And nobody goes to check to make sure they're dead. They just break into the place the next day through the front door with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> After the, they have already been there, the previous day talking to those same security guards making demands from them.
2: <laughs> i did like the way that they got into the control room where they and i like the fact that that kid's name was just like what was it mr johnson or mr jensen or whatever yeah mr like jensen he, mr jensen he didn't have a first name everybody just called him mr jensen but he was like a 17 year old kid like i kind of like that and i liked his scheme to have like toxic materials and they just drop it and they used to the tw- like that was kind of fun and funny uh it's ridiculous stupid just like over the the top but there was there was like a little bit of enjoyability there i think
0: speaking of mr jensen when uh when kel was pretending to be him and he's talking about his wife going into labor and delivery and then like a (laughs) 17 year old kid walks in who 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 still lives with his mom i was like this universe I'm not sure he's actually not married with a wife who's
1: pregnant. <laughs> <But> he's <laughs> crushing, on, he's yeah, crushing about, on, Kenan's niece.
2: I was about to say he's crushing on Kenan's niece, though. Like, but they st- he still might be married. He's a good guy. <laughs> he, he's, he's, no, he is a manager of a burger restaurant. Those people can be pretty sleazy. So like, <laughs> that's true. He's cheating on his wife with like Kenan's niece, apparently, uh-huh, with a kid uh-huh. on the way. That is, I like that take actually. <laughs> oh
1: no, we're we're doing the dark bullshit now, huh? Oh, All you know me, You brought shit. me. In <laughs> you're one of those people that Subscribes to the Angelica's uh, Having a dissociative uh, Moment thinking about The babies right they all represent different uh, forms of yeah. anxiety And depression like yep. Stu makes toys because Tommy died in labor and mm-hmm. the, oh, there, There's this the really side. Yeah there's this really bad Like dark Rugrats fan theory That makes no sense when you're like But the show happened <laughs> no, I, I I
2: don't I don't subscribe to that. I actually like Rugrats right where they are. Rugrats are like, I subscribe to a lot of like, actually, like, for instance, the movie, I think was kind of trying to play around with this idea that like, automation in like fast food restaurants is terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know, it was, it seemed like I did a little bit of prep work before watching. And it seemed like that was something that people were talking about. Is that something that you heard about that? It was like, That was the message. The original one was obviously against, like, you know, uh, chemical uh, enhancing, like, chemically enhancing burgers and, like...
1: Yeah. I think that's part of where this one kind of failed, is it didn't have a message, really, to say. Like, there's the whole... Coincidentally, given what we just went on strike through for the the actors and writers unions, automation, AI, whatever, is bad, and it's going to take away jobs, and there's no replacing human work ethic and the the human experience in the workplace but it didn't care to really say anything about the automation it was more Mm -hmm. just about ed and dexter getting good burger back and like dexter redeeming his character i feel like there was that was missing like that was part of the heart of the movie that was missing is they missed the mark on the motivation of why this needed to be stopped. Not just that. Oh, they're I just wanted to keep of-
2: his fast food job. Was like, <laughs> I think that was basically it. Like everybody just yeah. wanted to keep their job at the burger joint.
0: Yeah, because when they show that automation part, and they're like, oh, you know, the robot is like doing the burger and the toast and the buns, and then it's going down the assembly line, and the the, the the perfect mustard, the splat of this, you know, the fries served up, everything's done. Even they're coming to like, oh, that's a, that's a really juicy piece of lettuce, and mm-hmm. oh, that's a nicely placed tomato. Oh, just the right amount of like sauce man and that was was,
2: bullshit it was just in a, as a chef i gotta call it out it's just like a straight line in the middle well, so exactly. if you like if you turn the burger the other way and bite you got no sauce
0: Right. have you uh, have you ever seen that founder? robot <laughs> <laughs> uh have you seen the movie the founder about uh ray Kroc?
2: no oh wait have yeah. i i think i've seen bits and pieces of it but no yeah. i haven't seen michael, keaton plays, yeah, the michael
0: keaton
1: plays the guy that steals it yep. is it good
0: it's it's fantastic and it actually uh, is a really, uh, it actually goes into why McDonald's that that location was so revolutionary, uh, when the original founders actually created it, because they, they the wanted spot stepping and yeah, like, the yeah. spot. You're at your location. You put exactly like three pickles in this thing. We have the we have mm-hmm. the uh the the piping bag for like the Mayo and all that crap. So everything is uniform. You're getting the same experience at this location every single time. And then of course, Ray Crocs, you know, took all that and he's like, and just replicated it. So that no matter what McDonald's you go to, you get the same experience, same shake, the same thing, wherever you are. And so I was what, and so when they're going through that part, I was like, okay, so what is actually bad about this?
2: that's exactly right you know like i i can i can be chefy about the fact that the sauce wasn't put on properly but when it comes to automation like i get the strike the ai strike was it makes a lot of sense when you have like a nuanced art-based job like you shouldn't have robots take that away from humans but like this unskilled labor it's like do we really just need to have 16 year olds like going and working our burger joints instead of getting like an education or whatever like just off the top of my head i'm not being like you know some like idealist or like bleeding heart anything by saying like who the fuck cares <laughs> you know like <laughs> what, what does it matter like nobody has ever worked a burger job that was like man i really needed that except for ed like that's you know like it's a, he's the only one that's like i need this for the rest of my life and, and that's like part of what makes him absurd like when we watch that movie we're not like oh this you know middle-aged almost 50 year old guy is still working in a burger restaurant he's a he's a hero he's somebody that i idolize we're like oh he's so quirky and weird and different you know yeah, so like I,
0: yeah cuz like i'm trying to figure out cuz that's where i i am I'm struggling like as as a young child watching the original good burger yes it's funny all those things are happening cuz my friends and i would do the same thing but then you jump to the future and you know it's uh, you know and we're all nostalgic for the original one and then you have this one and ed is still plunging the uh, plunging the shake machine with the plunger from the toilet and digging yeah. his hand into people's <laughs> things and throwing things at people, getting their orders completely wrong. Which, by the way, Lori Beth Denberg, thank goodness she was in there because she, Connie in,
2: Muldoon.
0: Yes, she <laughs> nailed that. She nailed that bit. I was like, the second she started speaking, I was like, oh my god, I remember all that. Core, Core memories unlocked. are being are, are being unlocked. Has she been anything recently? Because I need to watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> josh siever coming back as uh fizz as well like that one yeah I, I, I did like that too where he he's like been frozen for 20 some years <laughs> who's and, that old uh, dude <laughs> goes, oh it's me
0: <laughs> exactly but that was you know that is where i'm like wondering like they didn't lean hard enough into the jokes or the message if there was supposed to be one and if there's not supposed to be one and i'm way overthinking things then my, my well my again dad. if you went overthinking
1: good burger <laughs> go back and listen to unsheft featuring josh from talking smack <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got way deeper than anybody needed to <laughs> needed to get on that movie the first time and it was actually people loved it like we had like almost 500 listens i want to say to that episode dang.
1: Jeez, yeah. man i don't get 500 listens a month that's not true i get about i get about that but for one episode <laughs> dang <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I just I don't have a problem with anybody
2: taking away like burger jobs because like I, I don't see it as being like a necessary like it doesn't build anything really in in people that's that's valuable, you know? Like I'm I, I'm a chef who has hired people to work in food. And like I've taken people who have worked in burger restaurants, and they usually suck because they hate everything about everything that they do. Like there's no passion; it's all dead. It's all like the fact that it's able to so easily be done by a robot. Like I'm actually invested in this company called Miso, and uh, like they are moving into White Castles and they're like doing flippy burger machines and like fry basket <gasps> machines. I think it's great. Like I think it's I think it's fucking great.
1: You know. But will it still give me the diarrhea? hopefully you know like
2: I, <laughs> they're not doing their job if it doesn't
1: <laughs> how many times have you guys done the white castle challenge what is uh, the white never. castle challenge never. oh you've oh man the white castle challenge is I where eat you good get, food, like one josh of
2: the, i'm a chef <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's where you order like one of the the value meals that has like eight sliders in it plus some fries and a drink and mm-hmm. then you see how long you're on a road trip and you see who the first person is that has to stop to use the bathroom they lose how I many times lose.
2: have you done the white
1: challenge <laughs> challenge i've done that a handful of times so like <laughs> not more in the than... last like 15 or 20 years <laughs> okay. where, so... where have you placed um you... i did, did lose once and then i, I think I've, I've, n- I've never won but I've, I've always hit like middle of the pack at the very least like okay. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that i've only lost once okay
0: okay brandon you invest in the company that makes the flipping machines yeah, I love the flippy machine. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, I um, there's a, a a twitch streamer that called Asmongold who like did like looked at like some video about the flipping machine, and then he was just praising. He's like, you know, you know what Flippy doesn't do? Flippy doesn't ask for a 15 minute break. You know what Flippy <laughs> doesn't do? Flippy doesn't t- say I need to take a phone call for my wife. Flippy doesn't ask for holidays off. Flippy does his damn job.
1: It's <laughs> so once in a while, my friend. Flippy doesn't take a smoke break and come back smelling like cigarettes and making our food stink. Yeah.
2: I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about that exact quote because I think that asking for a 15 minute break and asking to talk to your wife is completely reasonable. And that kind of gets me back to why, like, why is AI so bad? Because I've been a manager in those positions too. And it's legitimately hard because like you are not like the authority you've got numbers that you need to hit you've got to employ these people it becomes the case where you can't do your job unless you're telling people they can't take a 15 minute break or they can't do like blah 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 like it's it's a problem and like if fixing that problem looks like putting a robot there, you know, where it's like, this job is actually inhumane. This job is actually inhumane. There's no way to do it without thinking about things that way. There's no way for you to do this job successfully without being like, you can't take a call from your wife right now. You can't take a 15 minute break right now. It's rush. You can't go to the bathroom. Like part of the reason that I'm not a chef anymore, part of the reason I started doing unchefed was because I found myself in a position where I was like I had to tell people like, you got to go to the bathroom before the rush. We're going to be like two hours and there's just like, we don't have, we can't stop everything for you to go to the bathroom. And I was like, that's not the kind of person that I want to be, but that's what it takes to survive as a chef in New yeah. York City working in restaurants like it really comes down to like that level of like managing of people and if that's the case especially with like fast food restaurants where you're not even learning a skill like you know with the high level restaurants i was at people would learn skills they would go on they become chefs they would make more money they would do something that was like creatively fulfilling etc but at a place like fucking white castle or good burger like where like what are you going to do like you're going to move in like from white castle into like something really highly skilled is never the case and everything that you do from that point forward is going to be more important on your like journey to doing something more skilled so if we're just removing this job that's like dehumanizing and putting robots into it then fuck it who who fucking cares you know like, <laughs> so that's my that's my take
1: no no i, I remember when i worked at yeah. mcdonald's like you you're just bringing back high school memories for me right now talking about all these dehumanizing things we had a woman who she should have been retired but because society being the way it is she had to work a job and there was some shit faced, for lack of a better word, peer of mine who went to the same school as I did. He was really excited that he got a switchblade one day, decided to bring it to work and pulled it out on her as like a joke. Ooh. <laughs> no good. And I called him out on it and told our supervisor. And then he tried to beat me up in the parking lot the next day. And I just called him. I'm like, go have a fucking smoke break. Because like, he, he took 15 smoke breaks in a five hour shift. And I called him out on that, too. I I bitched to my supervisor because he why is he getting three hour breaks on a three, like a total of three hours on a break for going to smoke because he's addicted to cigarettes and whatever else he's doing out there. And I have to work my full shift. How is Mm -hmm. that fair? Yeah.
2: And like oftentimes, like you have these people who are not like you know like management takes a lot like it takes a lot of understanding Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of people skills you know and like we're so far in the weeds right now and i'm sorry that i always do this to you josh but
1: (laughs) um, it's fine what else are we going to talk about with this movie
2: (laughs) yeah maybe this is like way more this is what happened with the good burger like the original good burger movie was like we just found ourselves in like this interesting conversation about like what is this movie actually saying like if it's saying anything at all like Oftentimes you're like this this movie people is people so- like
1: Keenan, that's what it's saying. <laughs>
2: yeah, people like Keenan, that's that's what this movie is saying. And like ultimately, like I've seen a lot of people, and this is what's interesting to me, is like on the other end, like when you when you look at like people who are trying to find something more from this movie, they're trying to make something of the automation, they're trying to make something of the AI, which probably has a lot to do with the times, the fact that we just had like a big, big strike with both the writers and the actors afterwards. I've got a friend who's an actor, like it was very hard. This was a huge conversation like he was not getting work. It was a terrible time. He, he was going so far as to say this felt like COVID again, like this strike. Hmm. Um, so just just terrible all around so it's very it's very present and then you see like this movie where like the ai goes wrong but it's funny because like the ai going wrong is like what helped the heroes to win you know but the ai was so stupid like why would you spend time to make the robot look like somebody who is empirically the worst restaurant person <laughs> that you like literally this guy is plunging your shake machine with the plunger from the toilet and it's funny it's to be like oh there's duty on that but when you stop to think about it that's like the grossest shit that i've ever heard you know and no then you're gonna like, yeah <laughs> and then and then you're gonna like replicate this guy and send him to tokyo and send him to barcelona and send him to like all of the biggest cities in the world as the ambassador of food culture and you're like billion dollar business like i don't know it, it's
1: and it, I, I think that's ahead. where they missed the opportunity to do something because like, Good Burger was the brand that they needed to, like, take over for some reason. Like, It was really they, just the sauce. They, they Yeah, it, that was the first movie. But in this one, it's a revenge story from Kurt's sister who wants to just take Good Burger and drive it to the ground. I think what they it's needed kind of to do just to add on. a little more, uh, <laughs> to, they wanted to add a little, if they wanted to add a little bit more um, gravitas to everything, they needed to make Good Burger, like, one of those restaurants where people, like, insult you. Like, oh, hey, tell me, oh, you want yeah. another third burger? Uh, like, weren't you here just last night? Like, one of those things. But Ed is the attraction to Good Burger. Not just the sauce, but like Ed, because this guy is so weird and crazy. <laughs> and like make him insta-famous and like make Good Burger a destination restaurant that people go to just to experience Ed. Oh, that's
2: and so that much way better. It,
1: justifies, it justifies why you have an Ed robot. And uh-huh. like it justifies why you need this contract, because you could just make a better burger kind of place. Like you, there, There's nothing really in the movie that's like, Good Burger is the name of the thing we need and want. Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing that really justifies any of that. So I think that a little tweak that they could do, borrowing a, a bit from our friends over at I Have Some Notes, um, they could have made Ed the attraction and that Ed's signing away his likeness as well as signing away Good Burger. And that way he they take everything that's unique about Ed. But I think that's that's something that would justify why they needed the Ed robot and not just it's funny because it's a robot Ed and he's efficient.
2: That's a that's a great take, though. That would have been like such a fun thing for them to do. And what would have been really interesting is if like then his son like had to be something different because Ed signed his likeness away and his son was too much like him.
0: Oh, my God. That would have been hysterical.
2: That would have been, and he's like, I have to learn how to be a person. And it's like trying to put grapes up his nose and his dad's like,
1: what? yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, you can do a whole bunch of callbacks that yeah. everyone that has seen the movie understands. And that then you're just like, no, we can't, we can't do that.
2: Like a Spider-Man losing his powers kind of like movie. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. That would be so cool. Like, there's so many fun different things you could have done with, I don't know. but They just
1: went the most generic possible route with this. And like, like I was joking about earlier with Matt quote unquote, ditching us, uh, like, I, I almost feel bad asking you to come on and watch this movie. Because, like it's, it's a pleasure just getting to talk to you and like, we're, we're going down some interesting avenues here, but as far as a movie, like it, to get into the talking smack ratings here, this is a pass for me. I wouldn't recommend anyone watching this. I would say go watch good burger and pretend this thing never happened.
2: Yeah. Do I say pass too? Like, is it a, if, if you
1: one? want to, yeah, you, whatever your rating, may maybe go ahead.
2: I'm also giving this a pass. <laughs> Oh, that felt good. That felt right.
0: <laughs> I am going to say that I am giving Jillian Bell a must-watch for a thankless role. One of so many she's had. This poor thing, having to be in Murder Mystery 2 earlier this year, being <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. A good movie. As the as their poor therapist for Bill and Ted and the wives. <laughs>
1: But dang, this movie was disappointing. It's a pass. people have good turns in this movie, like Camille Fairburn, who plays Mia, uh, Keenan's niece. I think she did a really good job with what she had, mm-hmm. but she sure. she has also had like a really bad run of luck. She was in the the Netflix blockbuster show, and she's young still. She's got time to go, but she, like, <laughs> I mean, at least she's got an end with Keenan now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Keenan's I mean, the guy to know. All of a sudden,
2: oh, she did a great yeah. job. Like, I wouldn't say that any of the acting was bad. I wouldn't say that any of the production was bad. I wouldn't say like mm-hmm. there weren't there weren't a lot of glaring errors. It was just like a f- generic nothing story with like yeah. stupid jo- again like that. If you, the the biggest. And best way that I can think of to sum up what this show or what this movie was, was just that fart scene with Kel, where it's like, why did you think that there needed to be like, you know, a five second, like nasty fart scene where like Kel's face or
1: Keenan's face is next to his butt? like Because it's, it's ideally a kid's movie and you, you can't do a kid's movie anymore without there being a fart.
2: And you can't do a movie period without like going through every line and being like, okay, do we need this? Do we, like, are we? <laughs> and, and at some point there had to be like several people in a room that were like, no, we got to leave the fart in. Like, it's just like, that's, that's very important. And that's just like, that's the decision-making that went into the storytelling. For this. You like, just, we, yeah. we, we've had a couple of talks about a, a couple of like, you know, different options that we could have done that you and I uh, have, have both brought up that would have been like so interesting Um, There were different ways they could have gone But what they did was the fart That's what they did
0: (laughs) Pretty much You know, There there were some producers in the room And they're sitting there and they're going Listen My son laughed at the fart If you take out the fart I'm calling Zoe Saldana and she's not doing this
1: movie
0: You're leaving the fart in
1: (laughs) (laughs) The other producer was like We got the fart in Congratulations (laughs) congratulations. Congratulations
0: Congratulations! Oh Congratulations. Yep.
2: Congratulations! Just kind of keeps going, huh? Gronk, yeah. you
1: got paid. <laughs> That's the joke. Mark Cuban, um, you got paid. <laughs> Speaking of Mark Cuban, he—he's the the Sinbad of this movie, isn't he? Like, he's the guy who doesn't necessarily do anything wrong, and then something happens to him at the end of the movie where it's like, did he deserve that? And like.
2: Did something the problem is Did I kind of well, yeah.
1: he gets he he gives keenan 10 million dollars for nothing Beginning, <laughs> well keenan per- want he wants keenan to give him back his money and then keenan and uh or dexter and ed and ed to make endless ice or whatever permanent and ice. dexter's like hey how about you get zero percent of this and you give me 10 million oh, dollars he's like yeah. deal yeah um but, like, he's a billionaire, so fuck him anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But but you're right. that That's, like, exactly calling out just how similar the, the structure is. It's, like, he's very much the Sinbad character. That's the whole reason that uh, Dexter went to Good Burger in the first place in the first movie was because he had to pay off Sinbad. And now he's going to Good Burger this time around because he had to, I guess, pay off Mark Cuban or whatever. <laughs> I, I will say I did enjoy, like ed thinking about the other jobs he could do and then he was like man i can't see you doing any of that like, that was, yeah. was kind of good i can't remember what it was that he did but because like I, I don't know enjoyment for this movie was like such a low bar after a little bit and it's like okay this was this was this was a this was a, a four and a sea of twos you know <laughs>
1: Alex didn't understand that one, <laughs> or he's just really wanting to look like Walter from the Jeff Dunham. I was like, I was like, <laughs> wouldn't
0: this be more like a four and a sea of sevens or something like that?
2: No, like the joke was like a four out of ten. Like, oh, the, okay, okay. Whereas like yeah, the rest uh, oh, of the movie, okay. like you just got a lot of two out of ten jokes.
0: Yeah, around. yeah. Like the
2: fart would be like a two out of ten joke, and you know. I mean, I will say like comedy wasn't the thing that I was really. I, I again, it's hard to say that this was like a bad movie per se. It just but was an that, like Like the production was good. Like it's, if you look at it as a comedy, it, failed, but if you're like, okay, well, they got from point A to point B and then they got from point B to point C and the production and the acting were fine, you know, like that's all true. Again, like an Adam Sandler movie, like you watch an Adam Sandler movie and you're like, wow, that thing really did what it did, (laughs) you know, and Good good Burger 2 really did what it did.
1: Exactly. I think that's a, that's uh, a failing for the movie though, because if you want to make a movie, you want it to be memorable even if it's in a bad way, you want people to talk about it and like, yeah, we're talking about it now but this is going to be an episode that no one's going to come back to.
2: I'm wondering if I'm wondering if like the way that they set up Ed's house with like all the burger paraphernalia, they're going to have like maybe some kid out there that's like, I want that burger bed with like the ketchup pillow (laughs) and the pickle pillow. And like, I want French fry eyebrows or French fry windshield blades. I don't know who would want that (laughs) stuff, you know, but there was like a certain amount of like, absurd absurdity that was like curated in a way that's yeah. like if you wanted to seek it out uh you might be able to find it like i, I don't know i'm grasping at straws here yeah.
1: i i just <laughs> i'm pulling this ice out movie failed in, <laughs> this movie failed for me in so many ways and i think the main one is that there's just there it's not even quotable any quote from this movie is just a rehash from the first one mm. like yeah. there, there's not even a moment where the first thing that we see ed do after his dream bu, sequence rookie rookie move, of the first movie <laughs> yeah but in in the original good burger when ed wakes up after his his weird dream he's like oh, a clock like <laughs> <laughs> like he he does that every morning that's what he does he forgets that there's a clock in his room and th- there's not even a moment like that they like they they just play it so safe where they're just like we're going to have ed to say all the classic things like ed doesn't even have the same heart in my opinion because Dexter makes him lose the thing that he loves most in Good Burger, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh man, I, I don't know, I, I, I can't talk to you right now." Like that's it. Like, and then two seconds later, he's like, "I'm on board. Let's go." Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it. There's not that moment where Ed's Ed does the like, "Oh, you're my best friend. We're we're in this together." Even though you you think I'm just this big dumb idiot, like you're, I I am a person.
2: You're there, there's the nothing deaths. like that you're plumbing the depths at this point the movie was it was it was it, it was a very big showing of cowardice it did everything that it thought was successful about the first one and in its moment to like continue being what it was originally it failed at that as well you know, like it was just like this whole movie was an act of like this is very strong wording. I'm realizing that. But like <laughs> this movie was an act of cowardice, I think, ultimately, like there is it,
1: it was a cash grab, which I mean, that's that's most of what any of those are.
2: Again, like I think that if there is any anything that's good that came out of this movie, it's happening behind the scenes. It didn't mm-hmm. happen on the screen.
1: and Like maybe that's the thing we need. Maybe we need a, a making of Good Burger documentary where we just <laughs> see a bunch of behind the scenes stuff.
2: That would have been way better, like you know Jodorowsky's Dune kind of situation. Like instead of like <laughs> <laughs> Jodorowsky's Good Burger would be like the fucking shit. Like just get down. Like it should have been like the making a good burger and seeing them be friends, and then ultimately never even release the movie. Like that. That's that's the third good idea that we've came up with. That would have been better
1: because than- you you can see we've we've already talked about like it's it feels the movie feels like everyone's having fun while on set. It just the finished product just isn't good. But when they're doing the remix of I'm a Dude, yeah, they they have like the cast and crew singing along with it, mm-hmm. and they're having fun. Like I don't think mm-hmm. that's something that you can really just recreate i don't think that those are moments where genuine they yeah it it did not feel like oh hey let's get the camera here we're going to do this and we're just going to sing this portion of the song it felt like they played a good chunk of it and they were like they were just having fun and i i think that would have been that would have made the movie much more enjoyable instead of here's a cameo and we're going to supplant having good jokes and good moments with hey did you see this person was in good burger
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and to circle back, I think that proves the point that that Brendan made, which is that Keenan knows how to organize a party and wants to be Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm on SNL. I got a lot of connections. I got a lot of phone numbers. I can keep any fart joking that you want. <laughs> Just come down to my movie, mm-hmm. and we'll be on Paramount Plus. What Not are sponsor, you doing anyway? Come make a million dollars. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Come
2: make a die
0: How do you do an Adam
2: Sandler? We should uh, we should close out with like an Adam Sandler impression. Come
1: on, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If all right, good. With, with the Adam Sandler impressions, I think we'll call it a night. Brendan, thanks so much for being here and talking almost a full hour of Good Burger with us. Oh. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You, you If there's ever anything pop culture you want to talk about, you just let me know and we'll make room for you on the episode.
2: I'm just talking with friends, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all content, man.
2: <laughs> it's all content. I'm a dude. You're right, a dude. Alex, she's wanna... a dude. You know. So...
1: Yeah, we're all dudes. We're all dudes. exactly. <laughs> Flippy's a dude. Alex you want to plug the discord Heck
0: yeah Come to our discord You know how to find us it's the talking smack pod discord And you can hang out with us We can talk movies animation Comics and more superheroes And you can find us having Asinine arguments That include (laughs) text walls occasionally And if you tag me I show up Randomly for about five seconds to yell at you And then leave it's a good time (laughs)
1: Yeah, and please come tell me how a Cubone wears the skull of its mother, because I have some questions. Uh, You can find that in one of our Discord discussions. Uh, you can email us your thoughts, question, reviews, and uh, keep an ear out on your social medias because we have a Talking Smackdowns coming up, so we need your suggestions so we can talk about them. You can email those suggestions at tsmackpod at gmail.com. You can also send it to us via social media on Blue Sky, Instagram, Threads, Hive Social, Post News, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Lonnie's website. You can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Leo Allen for the musical themes that we're hearing right now. Alex, who did the remix? Don Davis because you know what it's time for me to start watching the matrix again, and Don Davis did all the music <laughs> thank you to Beppo for our original avatars retro ale studios for our Ricky avatar please like subscribe rate review the podcast on your podcatcher of choice and most importantly thank you so much everyone for listening and again Brendan thanks so much for showing up and what should everyone be watching this week Star Trek <laughs> yeah, watch uh, watch, Star Trek. watch scavengers rain <laughs> Doctor Who started this week, I suppose. I already watched uh, yes.
0: it. It's fantastic. Go watch that. It was great. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even know that. I'm yes, way. Not, I'm not. It's, it's on Disney Plus. I like I'm not as cool.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> I do love Doctor Who.
0: <laughs> David Tennant's back. It's so good. Look, I'm great Nose Boy. <laughs> Bluey bluey bluey
1: bluey bluey
0: bluey 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 bluey